Thank you for joining us for the St. John's Classical Academy broadcast, coming to you from Fleming Island, Florida, where we are building intelligent, virtuous American citizens. I'm Matt Johnson. Well, today I'm pleased to welcome our math department, who is in the studio with me. Thank you for joining me, teachers. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Great to be here. Hey, I'm so glad that you're able to join us because the purpose of this podcast is to introduce each one of you to our parents and scholars and also to give them a heads up on what they can expect in math here at St. John's Classical Academy this school year. So let's do this. Let's start with our department head, Mrs. Klingbeal. And uh, Mrs. Klingbeal, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, how you ended up here at this school, and what do you look forward to the most? Well, um, I have been a parent here at SJC since the very beginning, and my oldest was the inaugural kindergarten class, so he will be in the first group of scholars to go K to 12, which we're so excited about. Um, I joined the teaching staff last year. Um, although Mrs. Satcher tried to recruit me for about four years before that, mm. I had to wait till all the kids were here. Um, so I'm just blessed and honored to be a part of this team. Um, I, I, I love the aha moments. It, mm. There's nothing better than teaching something that the kids have struggled with and seeing the light bulbs flicker on. So that's really what I'm looking forward to is how many aha moments can I, can we lead the scholars to this year? Nice. Wow. Okay, you know, I, I know all four of you. I wish uh, I had had math at this school. My math experience would have been a lot different by the time I got to college algebra. I can tell you that. I, I needed a bunch of aha moments. Our theme is joy and wonder. Can you find joy and wonder in mathematics? Always. Absolutely. Every day. Well, we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Let's also introduce... Uh, Someone else, and by the way, Miss Klingbeal is not a rookie. She's been teaching. How many years have you been teaching? Eighteen. Eighteen years. So it, uh, through some online stuff, virtual. I taught at Christ Church Academy, Kernan Middle School, Florida Virtual School. Oh, great experience, and we're so glad you're on board. Me too. Thank you. And then another one I'm very glad is on board. Um, that is Mr. Spencer. And go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself and how uh, the story of how you became a faculty member last year. Sure. So my name is Grant Spencer. I come to you from the hills of West Virginia. Actually, was there for 23 years. Uh, you have shoes on. I do have <laughs> shoes on. I do. Uh, and, and usually do when I'm outside even. so. Um, but uh, I taught anything from Algebra 1 all the way up through AP Calculus. Had a lot of success uh, on the AB and BC Calc exams. So uh, I was drawn here in the middle of the year last year because when I moved to the area, um, I was working in Duval County Public Schools at a middle school up there, um, and things were just uh, kind of like whack-a-mole. Uh, I was doing a lot of discipline type things and not a lot of teaching and learning going on, and so I, I started to look elsewhere. And so the St. John's Classical Academy came across my radar, and in January I came down and found out that, that Miss Casson was actually very pregnant and, and kind of looking to to maybe stay home with the babies for a little while. So um, I got the wonderful opportunity to start last nine weeks of last year and got to know a lot of these kids that I have currently. Um, and so my goal really for this year is to, to build a program. Um, you know, we have AP Calculus AB right now with nine kids in it, and they're all superstars. Um, and I'm looking at my pre-calc and my Algebra twos, and they are stellar um, and, and in big numbers. So I am looking to build that AP Calc program um, over the couple of years, and I'm thankful for the folks around me because I can tell not only the kids 
are dedicated, but the parents are dedicated, the board's dedicated, the headmaster's dedicated, but also the teachers that are teaching algebra one and sixth grade math and across the board, they are ready to go. Oh, wow. You got me excited about it. How many years have you been teaching AP Calc? I've taught for 15 years. I've taught AP Calc. 15 years. Yeah, and I spent some time in the district county office being a secondary curriculum coordinator over the AP program, a dual credit program. So I've got experience there. I'm also an adjunct instructor at Pierpont Community College back in West Virginia. I teach an online class. I've been doing it since 2005. So they let me stay on since it's an online class. And so that's where I'm at usually 4 or 4.30 in a Teams meeting with, with those folks. So. I love teaching. Oh, that's so good. And you're, you're talking about the math sequence. Yes. And we have had so many discussions with that. Uh, we've been doing a deep dive on a lot in our curriculum. The Latin sequence, the math sequence, math and science, you know, the, the levels of mathematics for the right level of science. And so, you know, we're in our third year of high school. I've got to remind people of that. So we're still having those discussions, lining this stuff up. You know, K-12 school, we want it to be sequential and build on each other from kindergarten math to AP Calc, and, and we're, we're getting it done. Well, another teacher who's getting it done is our retired Marine here, retired Major Workus. Mr. Workus, tell our parents a little bit about yourself. How did you end up here? Well, um, I'm a big Hillsdale fan. I sent my daughter to Hillsdale, mm. and uh, when she was in her senior year, I think, she she met you guys at, at a That's right. it, it, recruiting trip. And, yes. I, and I was in the process of moving to Florida from from Utah, ski country to beach, beach country, <laughs> and... And she said, hey, guys, you know, my dad teaches and he's moving to Florida. And so she suggested that I contact you all. And I um, I did. And here I is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know you came in as a uh, fourth grade teacher. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, when I retired from, uh, from the Marines, I taught the junior ROTC thing for five years. And then I transitioned to elementary school and taught in U U Utah elementary schools and then in a Christian school in high school teaching math, science and computer science. And so so uh, when I moved here, I had my math cert certification. And, and so I I was looking for an upper school job, but you didn't have any. So I endured fourth grade the last couple um, of years <laughs> the last yeah, it's an endurance i'm sure but i know you had you you did so well in there so but we we kind of tell people hey just hang around things change <laughs> all right but yeah. fortunately nothing's changed this year we don't expect it to we are so stable yeah. right now but thank you for being willing to go upstairs and teach algebra and geometry yeah. your test scores are through the roof you've done so well so thank you pleasure all right, we also have Mrs. Minnick. Mrs. Minnick, tell us about um, yourself. Okay, well, I, let's see. Well, I first came to St. John's because I wanted my daughter to attend. Mm. Um, I like the phonogram, the phonics that they teach in kindergarten, starting in kindergarten, because I also have a junior currently at another Clay County High School. He doesn't attend here. Um and his spelling is atrocious. He His writing, just in general. And I wanted better for my daughter. So, he did not come over with us because, quite honestly, 
He's a procrastinator and probably couldn't have done very well at this curriculum coming in at such a late stage because it's more challenging than the other county schools in a good way. So I wanted my daughter here. She was here in kindergarten. I became a very active parent, volunteer, um, was a substitute almost every day <laughs> our, her kindergarten year and then became a teacher last year here. And I've been teach. let's see, I have seven years experience teaching online and in the classroom. So that's what brought me here was my daughter. I wanted my daughter to have the education at St. John's. That's great. And we are a school choice option. I tell people that all the time. Uh, you as a mother, you've got to make the best decision uh, for each one of your children individually each year of where they need to be. I totally respect that. But I also know that as we, as we grow and stabilize in this math sequence, especially students who've been here the whole time, they're going to progress right through this track all the way to calculus. And I believe that we could have a student come in in ninth grade or 10th grade, and, and we do, don't we? Yes, we have a lot yes. of those. And our, our goal is to catch them up. You know, we have tutoring. We have a lot of different resources available to ensure that they're successful. Yes. And, uh, and a lot of what you do, Mrs. Minnick. You, you help a lot of those students. I do, actually, because I also have an intermediate. I have the, yeah. one of the, well, a couple of intermediate classes, and I do help those students catch up. Yeah. Well, you're a great team. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Uh, let me ask you this. We still have some time. What can scholars expect to learn um, this year? Let's start with, uh, let's, let's go through the algebra, calculus, progression. We'll come back to you, Mrs. Medic, on some uh, middle school mathematics for junior high. Uh, Ms. Klingbeal, what can they expect to learn? So in the Algebra 1 course, um, we really do a lot of deep dives with solving equations and quadratic functions. And my favorite is radicals. They're so much fun. <laughs> I'm a math nerd. And polynomials. And polynomials. We're, yeah, we're polynomials. all <laughs> So the seventh and eighth grade courses that I teach as well are really building up to get ready for that. We start the year with classifying numbers in eighth grade. The seventh graders are doing factors and multiples and prime numbers, um, but they'll all be solving equations and graphing here very, very quickly as well to get ready for that high school level. All right. What about geometry? In geometry, it's really about critical thinking and being able to take a problem and break it in down its, into its components and analyze it logically and then come to a conclusion and prove it. You mm -hmm. gotta prove everything. Proofs. Yeah, yeah proofs. And, and so so that that that's the main idea is problem problem solving skills and critical thinking. Tell you what, let's stay at this. Let's camp out in this area a little bit. Algebra, geometry, uh, both of you. What advice would you give to parents or tips for them to help their students be successful in algebra and geometry? These are the two courses, of course, with an end of course exam as well. Uh, what, what would you tell our parents? I think the biggest thing with math is you have to be engaged in it. It's almost like learning a foreign language, and if you aren't immersed in the language, you don't succeed. And so students need to be practicing and reviewing their notes daily. 
yeah. to be successful. <laughs> Radio going off. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Workus. You're not going to be be successful trying to learn by osmosis. Okay, so so like my colleague said, you have to participate, right? Mm. You know, uh, you have to take notes. You have to take neat notes. You have to listen. You have to think. You have to question. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, then you're going to fall behind really quickly. Okay. Good advice. What about uh, you, Mr. Spencer? So when they get to me, it's it's starting to be a life decision at some point. <laughs> right. So Algebra 2 is sort of a gatekeeper in my mind. Um, if you're successful and can handle that level of content on the abstract side, generally you'll move on to college and whatever profession you want to do. Those that are super strong will go into the medicine and the pharmacy and engineering, those kind of things, and through calculus. But if you hit that wall at Algebra 2, that's telling you maybe you should pick a non-math field, which is good information as well, because that can give you a different career path. But uh, that's pretty much that awakening right there in that Algebra 2 level, that these kids are saying, okay, I'm going to college, or I'm going to a trade, or I'm going to college to study this. And it's either math-based or it's not. And so uh, they really find out if they're truly a math person. A lot of times they come to me already with that in mind, and I try to tell them, erase their memory at this point. Let's just figure it out from here on, because you're now starting to get into that upper level. You know, one thing that Hillsdale College tries to do through the curriculum, curriculum guide, and there have been a lot of articles written on this, that trying to really we're trying to squash the the saying that some people are math and English people, or I'm sorry, uh, math and science people or English and history people. We believe, you know, the quadrivium, the trivium, that that all of this is good for a a person. And so even if somebody isn't that great at algebra two, I understand what you're saying, but we want them to push through because we're not here as a college prep. We're not here for vocation, you know, trying to steer somebody to a, a vocation. But I know what you're saying. Some have that aptitude more than others. Yes. But our goal is to get, hey, the curriculum guide says calculus. My goal is to get 100% through calculus. Mm-hmm. Even even if they are just not really good at it, they may have to work harder yeah. than some people. For sure. And so we're, we need to, I believe, we need to push through. Yep. And I think the joy and the wonder in upper-level mathematics is it orders your brain. Mm-hmm. It teaches you how to approach, approach a problem from an ordered step-by-step process. And doesn't matter what you are going to do, you need to be able to think through a problem that way. Yeah, and the application is there. They start figuring out how to maximize profit, mm-hmm. right? And minimize costs. Like if you're gonna own a business, you need those two things. So those parabolas are starting to appear, right? You wanna maximize that. Um, and so those life skills, when they start applying, they're like, oh, that's why I had to complete the square. <laughs> yes. That's why I had to learn how to factor. And I actually love that this conversation is happening because in, in middle school, we get a lot of, I get a lot of questions. Why is this important? And I like how you address, because we're, we're creating, you know, a whole being, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that we've touched on that here because I do, I, in a math class in middle school, get that question a lot. Why do I have to learn this? Because this will be useful in yes, in yes. life, not outside of school. So a well ordered brain, a well ordered brain, always useful <laughs> and beautiful. Yes. I love that we brought that up. And I like to say that the great inventors of our time, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, 
what kind of education did these people receive? It was a classical education. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a, a STEM school that Thomas Edison went to. He, he, he knew Latin. Yeah. He knew, mm -hmm. he read the Odyssey. You know, these people read these great books. And so you could have somebody nowadays, let's say in, in uh, computer science, or, but if they've read these beautiful things and they're, they could be inventors and I just believe it opens up their mm -hmm. mind to great, great possibilities. And the opposite is true. The poet who knows calculus, you know, just mm -hmm. maybe even enhances poetry, sure. his or her poetry as well. Hey, well, that's uh, that's all the time I have now. I tell you what, Mrs. Menick, did you have any advice? Because this is important. Yeah. Let's give some quick advice to those junior high parents. Well, I just want to piggyback off of Mrs. Klingbill here. I love that she said be engaged. To be successful in math, you have to be engaged. And I encourage that in all of my students. None of my students are afraid to make mistakes. None of my students are afraid to give the wrong answer because when we give the wrong answer, my favorite thing about math is it's like a puzzle. We can always figure out, go back and figure out where we made mistakes. So, I mean, just encourage your students to engage in the classroom. That's my biggest. Don't be afraid to mess up because that's what... That's what. That's how you learn best it's in math. Absolutely, how you learn. Yep. Yeah. Perseverance. Perseverance, mm. exactly. Well, this is the strongest our math program has ever been. Without, well, I've got to give a kudo to Miss Casson. She helped build this math pro program as well. We we love her and and uh, hope she is enjoying her kids. But uh, thank you all. Look forward to a great math year. And this wraps up our podcast for today. If you would like to learn more about St. John's Classical Academy or classical education in general, visit us at our website, stjca.org. Thank you for joining us.